Well, hello there, heathens. Now, Casey, don't stop me because I'm going to tell you what it's all about tonight. Okay. All right, so there's these sexy, hairless boys that are going to be offering up all these animals to be killed. And then they're going to slaughter the animals and take a bath in their blood because that's just how shit works in the Bible. You told me not to stop you. Uh, I was prepared to be like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> um, okay, I don't know if they're sexy. And we don't really talk about them bathing in blood. Well, not, re- not really, no. We don't talk about that this time. But they are hairless. They are hairless. Well, they're, they become hairless. Yeah, they're as hairless as Michael Phelps's balls. Ew. What's up, heathens? How y'all doing? Hi, y'all. <laughs> so, yeah, we are kind of talking about what that's all about today. Um, we're, I mean, today's probably not going to be that long of an episode, but we'll, we'll see what we get through. Um, but, I mean, basically, we've got some hairless men that get ordained or something, and then we get a whole bunch of offerings that amount in a lot of slaughter of A lot of cattle. slaughter. Lots of offerings. Offerings. Basically, today we're going to go over the offerings of the tribes of Israel and the anointing of the Levites. Now, you may be wondering, as I did before this in our pre-meeting show or pre-show meeting, whichever (laughs) way you want to pronounce that shit. I'm wondering what why does all this fucking matter to like God and his Bible? Like why do we have to know these things? Like I get that it's supposed to be a historical account or something, but I don't understand why we have to add this in to like the Bible that everybody's supposed to abide by and that contains all of our do's and don'ts. I don't understand about this either, especially because they go through each individual tribe. And every single tribe provides the same offering every day. So really, you only need to say it once. Okay, yeah. Well, you only need to say it once. But remember, one of the themes of the Bible is, oh. Copy, paste. Copy, paste this shit because we got to add copy to this stuff, okay? We got to make it look like it's important. And copy, pasta. Important things are yeah. thick. <laughs> I should know. <laughs> are you ready to start now <laughs> yeah y'all y'all need to see her face it's almost like looking at a lady kool-aid girl <laughs> okay so we're gonna start out <laughs> okay all right are you ready yeah are y'all ready I will try to contain myself (laughs) so that you can continue. Thank you. Um, So last time, uh, if you remember, we went through the tabernacle basically being actually constructed, right? Yeah, you got to get that local bar up so everybody can get pissed drunk and, you know, piss God off. No, no, you're not allowed to drink there, remember? Oh, fuck, that's right. Yeah. What's a tabernacle again? Because it always reminds me of like a pub. You go there. You whip your dick out and you get a drink. No. If, no, that's not how you get a drink at a pub. (laughs) 
I've don't know been, what kind I've, of pubs I've, you're I've going been doing to. Pubs wrong. Apparently, you do pubs wrong, and I wouldn't be surprised if the next time you went to a pub, I got called for bail. <laughs> so <laughs> we went through the all the offerings and people being blessed and stuff like that. We had total bloodbath last time. So and the eating of the holy food and all that kind of stuff. So, oh, also Aaron's sons were killed last time. That happened first. Remember? Mm-hmm. Oh, and just uh, you mentioning the whole holy food thing. See, the whole idea of eating holy food was was um, very prior to Christianity to include the Jews as well as other people who ate holy things. Thank you. Other religions and stuff. I'm just saying that Christians aren't special in eating the flesh of their savior. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we're going to start out in Numbers chapter 3. And don't forget, I know we went through last time, we went through Leviticus stuff, and we're now we're in Numbers, and it seems like it's going a little disjointed and kind of fast. But all of the laws are at the end of this section, at the end of the books of Moses. So we're going to get through Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, and then we're going to talk about, um, because we already did Exodus and Genesis, so we're going to talk about all of the laws that are in Exodus, Leviticus, uh, Deuteronomy, and Numbers. We're going to talk about all the laws at the same time in categories. So that's why we're kind of skipping around a little bit. Well, yeah, and see, basically this Christian book about the daily, you know, the daily Bible, this yeah. Christian book could recognize how shitty a storytellers the Jews were. <laughs> okay? So they're like, we've got to reorganize your shit. You're all out of whack. You've got laws every which way in every book. So let's just figure this shit out first. Let's get the story down and then we can get with the red tape. Yeah, so the laws will come at the end. I'm actually really looking forward to doing the laws. I think we'll have a lot of fun going through those. There's over 600. I think we're going to have a blast. Oh, yeah. Remember, I I mean, I don't know if you did this today, but don't you dare boil a goat in its mother's milk. Otherwise, you will be damned to hell. You know, that's what I was going to do for lunch, but I couldn't find goat mil- goat's milk in the cafeteria at work. So well, I- it, it's got to be the goat, the milk. Uh, of the mother of the the thing, so it's very specific. You know how God, you know how God's specific. You gotta, you gotta get all of his shit all bedazzled just right, so he can stick it up his ass. <laughs> oh man, You're let's in- get back on track, okay. shall we? <laughs> Quit talking about God's bedazzled dildos. Jesus Christ. Okay, so Numbers three is where we're starting. Number Numbers chapter three. So. <clears throat> The sons of Aaron, there were four of them, if you recall. However, they, they and they were anointed to be the priests, right? Aaron and his sons were anointed to be the priests. There were five of them. And they were supposed to carry out all of the priestly duties for the hundreds of thousands, if not into million, uh, over a million, Israelites. However, um, according to numbers and, you know, earlier in in um leviticus aaron's sons got fired quite literally (laughs) two of aaron's sons fell dead before the lord when they made an offering with unauthorized fire well hold on hold on now i thought previously they had god had burnt them to a crisp i mean is that not correct oh yeah god burned their asses Okay, well, I mean, fa- just falling. De- I mean, falling dead is them walking in, being like, "Yo, what's up, daddy?" Ah! 
and then like they just fall over dead of a heart attack or something. It's not, hey, daddy, and then they burst into flames and they, you know, writhe in pain. And it's like, oh, goddamn, supernatural shit. Well, they don't seem really keen here on reminding people that God burned their asses. I, I don't think that they seem really keen on doing that. They basically just said they fell dead. Yeah, so, well, but I mean, their asses, they got burned up. Just, just to point out here, I mean, spontaneous combustion is different than a heart attack. I mean, the Bible <laughs> doesn't recognize this, but I can guarantee you it is. But they didn't spontaneously combust. Remember, God engulfed them in his flame to remind them to use his flame, which was pretty stupid because once they were engulfed in flame and dead, they wouldn't be doing anything. So, well, then it's a it's a reminder to the other people to not step out of fucking line and use that correct goddamn fire. Well, yeah. And what's interesting now is the Levites were chosen to serve as the priests. So I'm sure they're real fucked up now because they have to be the priests and they can't make mistakes or else they'll end up falling dead. Falling dead, <laughs> bursting into flames. I'm guessing by the gods, God, bur- you know, putting or, or consuming them in his holy fire or whatever. Mm. I'm guessing that it would have just appeared kind of like that bush with Moses. <laughs> yeah. Okay. God told Moses, bring the tribe of Levi and present them to Aaron and uh, to Aaron, the priest to assist him. They are to perform duties for him and for the whole community at the tent of the meeting by doing the work of, of the tabernacle. They are to take care of all of the furnishings of the tent of the meeting, fulfilling the obligations of the Israelites by doing the work of the tabernacle. Give the Levites to Aaron and his sons. They are the Israelites who are to be given wholly to him. Appoint Aaron and his sons to serve as priests. Anyone else who approaches the sanctuary must be put to death. <laughs> <laughs> that, I, I mean I, I don't know that kind of caught me off guard personally <laughs> i like, love how they just throw it in there like everything's totally normal and then it's like if you do this i will kill you yeah and i'm not being figurative did you see aaron's sons i mean they got immersed in uh, god's holy fire or just dropped dead you don't fucking know do you <laughs> well so what i want to know is like if I'm one of these people, if I'm an Israelite person that's not a Levite and not one of the priests and not Moses, I'm going to want to know, like, can we get a radius around the tent of the meeting that I'm not allowed to go? Because if I step like one toe too close, you're going to kill me. So can you give me some sort of parameters here? Yeah, well, uh, my guess is is that you just need to stay the fuck away. Like, don't even fucking look at it, or otherwise God will spontaneously combust your ass. I just, I like that because it came out of nowhere. <laughs> That's some serious intestinal distress. <laughs> the Lord also said to Moses, I have taken the Levites from among the Israelites in a place of the first, in place of the first male offspring of every Israelite woman. The Levites are mine, for all the firstborns are mine. When I struck down all the firstborn in Egypt, I set apart for myself every firstborn in Israel, whether man or animal. They are to be mine. I am the Lord. That's great, Lord. What What the fuck does that mean exactly? I don't know. Well, so that's what I want to know. For what purpose? Take them as yours for what purpose? Like, do you abduct them like an alien kind of abduction? I really don't understand how this works. I've taken the firstborn as mine. Okay, well, what the fuck about everybody else? Or and, and what do these people that are yours do? Like, do the firstborns just get to sit on thrones and do fucking nothing for their lives? I have no idea. It, I would. I, I don't know what it means for for them to be gods. 
uh, you know, property or whatever? I mean, does he, like, put, like, serial numbers on their arms, kind of like Hitler? You just talked about putting numbers on Jews. I did. Because <laughs> God in the story did. I mean, Actually, he, they do. They're counted. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, they're counted and everything, and these categorized. Firstborn, yeah, these firstborn fucks. I mean, how else is? I mean, God's not going to remember every goddamn name, right? I mean, it's like, <laughs> oh, four thirty-two. Get your ass over here. <laughs> Time for some anal exploration. No, no, <laughs> no. So. The Lord says to Moses, take the Levites from among the other Israelites and make them ceremonially clean. Oh, this is the shaven part. To purify them, do this. Sprinkle the water of cleansing on them. I don't know if this is some sort of magical water that they get out of a specific well. It's probably or... it's probably like that holy water that the priests bless. It's just that, you know, it's like, oh, here, I'm going to bless this and we swear no dysentery is going to come upon you. <laughs> And it's like, but why did I get dysentery? Well, I guess you weren't clean as we thought. (laughs) After you sprinkle the water of cleansing, then have them shave their whole bodies and wash their clothes. So hairless. You must be hairless to enter the tabernacle. I wonder if they have to, like, regularly shave their whole bodies or if it's just this one time for cleansing. Because Jews, I mean, like... If you look at the Orthodox Jews, they're kind of hairy. Yeah, they are pretty hairy. I mean, they've got those dread, those Jewy dreadlocks. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, they got that shit going on. I mean, they're not hairless. They're not fucking monks or some shit. No, they've got like those Jewy curls. Right. The Jew dreads. (laughs) Jewy curls. (laughs) But, uh, (laughs) you know, I can just see God up there being like, now listen, okay? I don't want them to have any kind of hair on them because I just cannot stand hair. Like, you know, homosexual. Is that why so many atheists are neckbeards? Probably. I mean, that makes sense. You know, you're you fall so out of the unclean grace. and far from holy. Oh, yeah. I mean, you fall out of the grace of God and you just turn into fucking Sasquatch. <laughs> Okay. Uh, you know, everything I talk about and turning into fucking Sasquatch is another thing that gets her. <laughs> well, I'm used to the dick jokes, so like... <laughs> You're yeah. desensitized. I'm now desensitized it's going to be Sasquatch to joke. <laughs> jokes. So they wash their clothes, purify themselves. Um, have them take a young bull with its grain offering of fine flour mixed with oil. Then you are to take a second young, young bull for a sin offering. Bring the Levites to the front of the tent of the meeting and assemble the whole Israelite community. But just remember, Israelite community, don't step too close to this bitch or you'll be killed. Can you imagine like the one, all of them are like, nah, we're good back here there, Mosey. <laughs> come on up. Come on up to the front row. Nah, man. Nah, we're good. Nah, bro. <laughs> I'm in the back. I, I've seen, yeah. I saw what God did to yeah, you. No. Fuck that there. noise. Uh, (laughs) So you are to bring the Levites before the Lord and the Israelites are to lay their hands on them. Aaron is to present the Levites before the Lord as a wave offering from the Israelites so that they may be ready to do the work of the Lord. So when I read this, I picture like 
you remember last week when we were talking about the wave offering and it's waving like a a breast and a leg of an animal like just waving it in the air like you just don't care so i'm just imagining like these people just picking up the levite people and waving them around (laughs) like i don't know Uh, all all right now priests you got to crowd surf all the way to the back and then come on up (laughs) remember do a lot of waving okay yeah (laughs) after the levites lay their hands on the heads of the bulls Use one for a sin offering to the Lord and the other for a burnt offering to make atonement for the Levites. Have the Levites stand in front of Aaron and his sons and then present them as a wave offering to the Lord. You think God would spontaneously explode somebody if like they did it just a little out of sync, like they let the bull on fire and let it. Oh, you think so? Absolutely. <laughs> it's like, oh, I'm sorry, I got a little mixed up. Were we supposed to kill the bull first? I didn't realize it fucking mattered. <laughs> the bull's still dead. It's still charred to shit. It does matter. Oh. It matters a lot because reasons. Yeah. So, in this way, you are to set the Levites apart from the other Israelites, and the Levites will be mine. After you have purified the Levites and presented them as a wave offering, they are, co- they are to come to do their work at the tent of the meeting. Of all the Israelites, I have given the Levites as gifts to Aaron and his sons to do the work at the tent of the meeting on behalf of the Israelites and to make atonement for them so that no plague will strike the Israelites when they go near the sanctuary. That's not how communicable diseases work. <laughs> you can't just walk near a church and not get the plague. Well, now, how many STDs do you know get caught at the church? I, I how, how don't people, know. How, I've never caught an STD at a church. <laughs> I don't know if other people have. Maybe I'm sure people fuck at churches. Oh yeah, I had a friend that fucked at church. I'm sure he got an STD there. So oh, for you God's know. Sake. <laughs> I'm not friends with him anymore. We not were talking about the plague, not about STDs. <laughs> okay, any kind of sickness, like uh, like uh, the flu. I mean, I don't know. I could see people getting the flu from church. Yeah, because they all drink out of the goddamn same cup. Well, at least at Catholic churches. Like, I don't know. My my grandmother's Southern Baptist Church, when I was a kid, they passed around this, like, tray that had these itty-bitty little thimble cups. And they each, everybody took their own thimble cup and their own little piece of cracker. And it wasn't wine. It was juice. Because, you know, Baptists, they can't drink. But, yeah, so that was a little different. But in Catholic churches, everybody shares the... Um, the chalices it, it it's interesting when i was in high school i asked my stepmom about this have i told this story before i don't know um i, I asked my stepmom about this i don't i think i might have been in middle school i don't know it was early on we were first kind of learning about more into biology about communicable diseases and things like that beyond just like wash your hands you can get sick if somebody you know if you lick somebody else's face that has the flu or whatever <laughs> so i asked her on the way home from church about the the chalices and drinking out of them and how everybody drinks out of them and how that's a good way to spread, you know, the flu or communicable diseases. There was a lot of sickness going around at the time. And she looked back at me in horror <laughs> because I suggested that someone might catch a communicable disease from drinking out of the same cup as somebody else 
because it's God's cup (laughs) and you're in church and Jesus will protect you. However, the rest of the time, you know, all parents teach their kids don't drink after other people, you know, so like don't drink after other people because you can get sick. But at church, do it and Jesus will protect you. And I just thought that that was so absurd. And that pretty much started my uh, downhill um, swing of not doing the whole God thing. Yeah, I I remember you telling me that story. Yeah. So and it it's totally uh reasonable for you to have asked that and um your stepmom was was really kind of outrageous about it. That's a sweet word to use for her. <laughs> so uh now yes, yeah, so they won't get they won't get the plague. So God continues talking to Moses uh about the age of duty for the Levites. So this applies to the Levites. Men 25 years old or more shall come to take part in the work at the tent of the meeting. But at age 50, they must retire from their regular service and work no longer. They must assist. They may assist their brothers in performing their duties at the tent of the meeting, but they themselves must not do the work. This then is how you are to assign the responsibilities of the Levites. So basically you only work from 25 to 50. Wouldn't that be nice? Well, yeah. I mean, that's a pretty good cutoff date, although by the time you reach 50, you're probably not going to really amass all that much Social Security. I don't think that the Levites had Social Security. What? What? Was God going to give them some kind of, like, I don't know, retirement pay? Well, I mean, I don't know. They're Levites, so they probably share in all of the offering shit, all the food. Oh, yeah. They have tons of food that come their way. Never mind. (laughs) So the Levites begin their service. Moses, Aaron, and the whole Israelite community did with the Levites just as the Lord had commanded Moses. The Levites purified themselves, washed their clothes. Then Aaron presented them as a wave offering before the Lord, made atonement to purify them. After that, they came to do their work at the tent of the meeting under the supervision of Aaron and his remaining two sons. They did with the Levites just as the Lord had commanded. Can you imagine Aaron just being fucking paranoid the entire time? Now, listen, boys, you do everything exactly correct, okay? Perfect. Perfect. If I see one fucking hair on your head at all, (laughs) I will fucking kill you. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, the book of Numbers also records the offerings that the leaders of each tribe um, bring to the to the tabernacle for the dedication okay so we've had already the um consecration right where we had the slaughter last time and we did the eight day thing that was for the consecration all right well so now we have the dedication and the tribes are bringing their offerings so the prince of each tribe brings the offering on behalf of his people so the Lord tells Moses, accept these offerings from them and use them in the work of, or use them for work at the tent of the meeting. Give them to the Levites as each man's work requires. So there were carts provided. Let's see how that work out. Um, they brought his gifts before the Lord, six covered carts and 12 oxen. Now these are all of the tribes together. They got together to do this part. So six covered carts and 12 oxen, an ox from each leader and a cart from every two. So what Moses did with those is he he gave 
two carts and four oxen to the Gershonites, which is a, a, a Levite, um, what do they call them? Not cult, but a Levite sect, I guess, like a, a family. And as their work required, then he gave four carts and eight oxen to the Merorites. As their work required, they were all under the direction of uh, Ithamar, which is one of the sons of Aaron. But Moses didn't give any carts to the Kohathites because they were to carry on their shoulders the holy things for which they were responsible. So <laughs> fuck that particular group of people individually. Um, the Kohathites can suck it. They don't get a cart. <laughs> Damn, they are harsh on these Kohathite fucks, huh? Yeah, yeah. They must have done something wrong. Like, I don't know. They didn't stroke God's dick right. Well, they're responsible for carrying the holy things. So they don't have to carry all the rest of the shit. That's They have to carry the holy things. So oh. I guess they're supposed to be more careful. I don't know. I don't oh, know what yeah. the fuck God, it is. God's holy dildo collection. I got it. Stop. He has butt plugs, not dildos. <laughs> <laughs> so when the altar was anointed, the leaders brought their offerings for its dedication and presented them before the altar. For the Lord had said to Moses, each day one leader is to bring his offering for the dedication. So what I'm going to do right now is I'm going to read to you the offering from the first tribe, the offering from every tribe is identical to each other. They all bring the exact same thing, the exact same amount, the exact same weight of everything. They all bring the exact same thing. I'm not reading it 12 times. Um, you don't want to hear it 12 times. So we're just going to do it this way. The first day is the tribe of Judah. So Nashon of Judah Okay, that's who brings for the tribe of Judah. His offering was one silver plate weighing 130 shekels and one silver sprinkling bowl weighing 70 shekels, both according to the sanctuary shekel, each filled with fine flour mixed with oil as a grain offering. One gold dish weighing 10 shekels filled with incense, one young bull, one ram and one male lamb a year old for a burnt offering one male goat for a sin offering and two oxen, five rams, five male goats and five male lambs a year old to be sacrificed as a fellowship offering. This was the offering of the tribe of Judah. Okay. So we also have, um, the tribe of Ishar. We have, we have all of the tribes, all of the damn tribes, Reuben, Simeon, Gad, Ephraim, or Ephraim, Ephraim? Ephraim is... We've got them all. So, when you add all of this shit together, you have a total of 2,400 shekels of silver, and that's the plates and the bowls combined, right? Weight, which is 60 pounds. Oh, goddamn. Yeah, 60 pounds of silver. The gold dishes were 10 shekels apiece, right? So, you've got 120 shekels, which is about 3 pounds of gold. Now, this doesn't include the flour and the incense and all the shit that was in the bowls, right? I don't care mm -hmm. about that. It doesn't tell us how much. It just says they filled that shit. So then we also have 12 bulls, 24 oxen, 72 rams, 72 lambs, and 72 goats. And they're killing all of these animals in the course of 12 days. Well, fuck. Yeah. That's a lot of goddamn slaughter, isn't it? It's a lot of slaughter. It's almost like this god is a blood god. <laughs> Almost. He probably bathes in the blood at night, and that's how. It, that's why they need to do it. It's like, all right, kill, kill the calf, kill all of this shit, 
<laughs> now turn around. Don't look. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes you sound like, what's that guy's the Egger? Egger from Men in Black. <laughs> After he gets taken over by the alien. Yeah. Uh, that's what the, you sound like sometimes. Yeah, that, well, I mean, that that's my goal, yes. to sound like an alien. Sound like Edgar. 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 All right. So, yeah, that's where we are. All of that shit. They put it all together, and they had all of the sacrifices. These were the offerings for the dedication of the altar after it was anointed, consecrated, like we did last time. So, when mo- after all that was done, 12 days... Moses entered the tent of the meeting to speak with the Lord. He heard the voice speaking to him from between the two cherubim above the atonement cover on the Ark of the Testimony, and he spoke with him. The Lord said to Moses, speak to Aaron and say to him, when you set up the seven lamps, they are to light the area in front of the lampstand. Aaron did so. He set up the lamps so that they faced forward on the lampstand just as the Lord commanded Moses. This is how the lampstand was made. It was made of hammered gold from its base to its blossoms. The lampstand was made exactly like the pattern the Lord had shown Moses. I don't know why this matters here. Well, I mean, if I know anything about God, you got to get his fucking patterns right or else he'll blow your ass out with a ball of fire. (laughs) So, because... I didn't go through and read every tribe's offerings since they were all identical. That is all we have for today. Okay. Pretty short one today. I mean, it's only about 30 minutes. Yeah, it's a pretty short one today. But next time we do this, next week, we're going to go over two days. Okay. And we're going to do this because we're going to talk about building the nation under law. They're going to have the first Passover. They're going to have the first census. They're going to talk about the problem of uncleanness. Um, they're going to talk about who should be numbered, which if you want to hint the people who should be numbered and counted in the census are men above the age of 20. So women aren't counted because women and children, yeah, women and children, fuck them all. Yeah. Um, But we're going to talk about it. It's interesting. We're going to go through and it gives you the number of each tribe. How many people are in each tribe? Which when I say people, I mean men over 20 because women are not people. Nope. Yeah. So we're going to talk about that. We're going to add all the numbers together and see if the numbers match up with what we've seen before already. Um, They talk about the numbers of fighting men, why the Levites weren't numbered, where the tribes are to camp. So not all the tribes can camp right right there in the middle near the tabernacle. So only a certain people get to stay there. Then some have to camp east, some have to camp south, some have to camp west, and some have to camp north. So we're going to go through who goes where and how many people get moved into these places. Then after all of that, the Levites are numbered, and we talk about those. We talk a little bit about the Kohathites um, and their responsibilities, um, the different duties of the priest tribe, which is the Levites, right? Mm-hmm. So we're going to talk a lot about that next time. Well, well, awesome. More numbers and playing around with numbers and fucking with numbers. Yeah, we're going to do a lot of summarizing next time, too. This section of the Bible is really super hard to just read straight through because it's a lot of repetition, and it's just a lot of stuff that doesn't really make any bit of difference. 
again, I want to stress, why the fuck is this in the Bible? I mean, this is like, I feel like I'm about to go all Donald Trump and start plugging away at my fucking lip and like roll the eye, my eyes back in my head being like, is this fucking done yet? <laughs> well, so yeah, and it, it, it can be exhausting, but I don't know why they feel the need to repeat the same exact thing so many times. Well, but well as I said before. Only thick things are important. And oh so God, they had why? to add a lot of copy to it in order to make the Bible thick. Why are you taking it so dirty? Just talking about thick books. Uh-huh. And dicks. Stop. <laughs> All right, heathens. Well, we hope that you enjoyed uh, this particular episode. <laughs> if you did, hit that like button down there. Also, subscribe if you like this kind of content for whatever fucking reason. <laughs> Nobody likes this kind of content. Some people like this kind of content. Like 200 people like this content. No, more like, you know, 700 or so. It's growing. Okay. Leave a like if you like this kind of content. Seriously. Share it out if you like this kind of content. And uh, I guess uh, we will be seeing you heathens later. Hey, don't forget to stand up and use your voice. Bye, heathens. Bye, y'all.